This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Another segment of Who's Marty? The New Day. Women's Evolution. What was your favorite match? Roman Reigns is in the hot tag news this week. And of course, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view non-points game. An all-new episode of Wrestling POV Podcast. You know, they, they, you know, I already know two matches that they recorded. Obviously, the one was the Swamp match. Uh, they recorded the other one, which was, um, uh, I think, the bar fight they recorded. And there's yeah. another one, too. Oh, yeah, the eye versus eye. Yeah, that one they recorded, too. And, well, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. No, it's, it's bad. It's, it is bad. It is. We shouldn't be going through this. They're ruining the game. They're ruining the fact that somebody out there could win. You know, because we haven't talked about this in a while, but somebody out there can win that championship belt that we're willing to give away as a prize, a main prize, an undisputed championship, Rick. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't appreciate you wearing it naked either. I know. I can't help myself. It looks so damn good. I was trying to pull a Shawn Michaels. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. I don't know if it worked or not. Uh, I guess we should go to Facebook, right? Let's see what we got. Yeah, right. let's get started. Let's get with started the with the show with our Facebook poll and hater comment of the week. Uh, maybe uh, regular comment or the the comment of the week. Women's Evolution. Rick, you posted this, and it's put. It's been five years since Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha had been called up to the main roster, and which is known as the Women's Evolution. What has been your favorite women's match in the past five years? Now, are you talking about the Evolution pay-per-view or women since then? The women since then. This is when uh, uh, they came up in the five years ago. They came up onto the main roster. So, for me... It, I it's so many great matches that the women had in the fa- past five years. Right. But I would have to target um, the Hell in a Cell match with Charlotte yes. and Sasha Banks. Yes. Yes. You know. Yeah. And no, I agree with you. I've been I've been getting a little annoyed lately with how Sasha's been getting treated. Really. You know. Why is that? People have are undermining her and, and looking at her as if she's not one of the big uh, people in this game Now, do you, of now do you think, though, it's because of the simple fact she's a little bit of a whiner? I, I 100% believe that, but let's not forget who she is and what she's capable of doing in the ring. I totally you know, agree with you. There are plenty of whiners that are backstage in the wrestling they business are. that get way more respect than Sasha Banks. All right, name one. And uh, um, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Oh, man. He just thought, wow. Daniel Bryan. Okay. How's he a whiner? He's a whiner. How's he a whiner? He whines all the time. He wants this. He wants things a certain way. Um, 
I'll even throw out CM Punk. CM Punk was a whiner. Oh, wow. And he gets all the respect in the world, you know? Yeah. And listen, you know, I love Jericho. I love CM Punk. I know that. Um, But listen, let's call a spade a spade. They're whiners, but they get respected beyond belief. Mm. I feel like with Sasha Banks, it's... um, You look at the people that she's surrounded by, Bailey, Charlotte, and Becky, the four horsewomen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess because they don't stand up for themselves like she does, Mm -hmm. that they don't get recognized for that. And I feel like people look at Sasha as a whiner, as somebody who is just standing... But she's just standing up for herself, I feel. Okay. I feel like she knows what she's worth, and that's... That's what she's going to do. Like, I know yeah, my but, worth. I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah, but sometimes that can bite you back in the ass. Oh, definitely. And apparently it has. Because yeah. everybody out there is, like, looking down on Sasha Banks as if she's not one of the main people out there chilling right. this business. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, and I'm just going to throw a couple jabs at it. You know, she's been hurt. You know, so That's sometimes, you know, and you got to look at it this way, too. And it's in sports. And I'm not comparing wrestling with sports. I know this, this, they're two different types of things. But as far as contract goes, as far as knowing your worth goes, it all falls under the same thing. And now yeah. think about it this way, Rick. And I just this is the reason why I, I threw in uh, the fact that she does get hurt a lot. Now, think of it this way. In baseball or basketball or even football, you know, when you get hurt, does that up your value or that decreases your value? It decreases. It decreases big yeah. time. You know, so if if you're gonna sign somebody, you gotta throw in the fact that dude, you do get hurt a lot, and I'm gonna pay That's you true. and this and that. So, you know, with Sasha, I'm not taking away that she is a great talent. She is. I like her way better as a, as a heel than I do as a face. Number one, uh, she can. Really, uh, as far as promo work goes and everything else, she really can do it as a heel. As a babyface, she's garbage. Um, but if I was to sign her and she's going to come at me with a figure of, like, I'm just throwing this out there, like 800000 a year for the next two years, I would have to say no. I, I don't see it. You know, you are injury prone. What I would do, what I would do is throw out a number like four or maybe 500000 a year, and then I'll say, and if you're not injured within that year, then your pay will go up to 800000 the second year. You, okay. you see what I'm saying? That's, no, that's, that's, that's the way because I'm protecting myself and my business because a lot of, and you know, I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, my Lord, what's the one guy that uh, the Yankees signed um, from, from Boston? Uh, what's his name? He was the outfielder. I forgot his name. Either way, he Johnny uh, Damon? no 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 oh, not Johnny um, Damon. Uh, Ellsbury. Short little Ellsbury, J- Jacoby Ellsbury. You know the Yankees signed him, and how many times we've seen him in the Yankee uniform? And yeah. he signed a big deal. Yeah. And you're gonna tell me that you know? Oh, he's worth it. He's worth it. Yeah, we haven't even seen him play one game in Yankee Stadium yet. So yeah, you know to say that you know what your worth is, yeah, that's it's all good and everything. But at the same time, as a company. You know, think of it as yourself, that you're the one that owns this company and this person wants to, you want to sign this person, but is injury prone. 
Sometimes it could be a hassle in the back. Do yeah. you really want to deal with that? Is it is the money really worth it to bring that person in? Are you going to make money off of this person if you're paying him this I mean, much? And then if we're talking about Vince McMahon, hell yeah, <laughs> you keep bringing Goldberg back. Exactly. No, I know that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, but so, I'm I'm, like, I'm talking about other companies other than no, WWE no, because wait, WWE wait. can just sign anybody they want. To be yeah. honest, and let's just, just be real. Like when it comes to Sasha Banks, her and Charlotte really put this women's division on the map because yeah, Bailey was still in well, NXT I, yeah. and Becky was still green. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think at the same to- time with with Bailey and uh, Becky, they helped too. They oh, carried they carried no, the rest of the away. load, you know. They but, but I do agree that Sasha and Charlotte. Sasha yeah, and no, Charlotte. I agree, I agree yeah. to that. But you know, it's funny though. Like, let's just say we're having this conversation at a WWE live event, and you know who would have a problem with what you just said, Rick? Who? You, you know, seriously, Natalia. I think Natalia would definitely have a problem with what you said because you got to remember too. In NXT, it was her versus Charlotte. Yeah. Remember. In that one match, yeah. and Bret Hart showed up, and Ric Flair showed up crying, as always. But, you know, so I think she would have a problem with that because she would have to say, well, I was involved in that, too. But I get where you're coming from, Rick, because yeah. I do agree with it. Um, now, how do you explain it to somebody like Natalia, <laughs> who will uh, be mad, who will be upset? She could be mad. She could be upset. Uh, Natalia, you were part of the Divas. Mm. That's what you were. That's what you chose to be mm-hmm. when you decided to go to Total Divas. And instead of focusing on your in-ring career, you were focusing on your reality shows and your mm. chat, Twitter, and Instagram. True. And don't don't get me wrong, because I'm a big fan of Natalia for many, many years. In mm-hmm. the last couple years, it's been dying down. I would say the last five years, it has been decreasing a lot. Yeah. Because Natalia... Has not been taking herself seriously. No. You know? No. Um, her in-ring work has decreased, in my opinion. Really? Um, and she's never had a promo skill in her life. She never did, no. <laughs> so, no. and she's choosing to do acting and, and promos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just not yeah. coming out sincere or genuine. So, for me, uh, Natalia, sorry, not sorry... Um, you were on the outskirts of the woman's evolution. Um, I think, like I said, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, Paige, Mm -hmm. they had a bigger, uh, take on the women's evolution. And, uh, you know, um, Natalia was just one of the foremothers of wrestling. No, I, I agree. I agree, dude. I totally agree with you. I, I just threw it out there because, like I said, it, if if we did this in a live WWE event, um, she would have a problem with what you just said. Just throwing oh, it out there. Just throwing it out there. Me. And She's she probably would hit you. Son of a bitch. Yeah, and TJ too. But um, but no, I agree with you though. I really do. But these these other girls, Becky. Paige, even, um, you know, uh, 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 what's her name? Bailey. They're all part of it, too. And it's bringing people up like uh, Io Shirai. It's bringing people up like Ken, uh, Mia Yim. Mia Kim. Oh, my God. Um, Mercedes Martinez making a comeback now. So it's, 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 
I, I honestly, Shayna in my Baszler, opinion, you know, it's just Shayna like, Baszler. Yeah, we're, we're getting women of all shapes and mm-hmm. sizes, all different ethnicities, yeah, and, and races, and it's just I culturally, agree. women's yeah. wrestling is becoming a melting pot, and I'm loving it. And and I, but I do have to say, I think the best women's division is WWE, hands down. They Hands topple down. everybody. They topple everybody. All right, so now let's go back to the Facebook poll, which was uh, the, the women's match in the past five years. I got to agree with you. The Sasha and Charlotte in, that, in, in, in the, the Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, yep. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that. Andrew Wallace says Charlotte Flair versus Becky, last women's standing match at Evolution. And uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know about that nah. That one I don't like. That one, first of all, I I, I am a big fan, and you know this, of stories mm-hmm. and psychology. And that WrestleMania match did not have any of that. The, right. the build to the match was great, but mm-hmm. then you dropped it by having Asuka tap out to a move in which she didn't work the leg at all. Yeah. She didn't do any damage yeah. to her legs. Mm-hmm. I agree. That, that whole match, you could have been working her leg. Yeah. For that figure eight, she tapped out immediately. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Okay. And it did nothing for Asuka afterwards. No, it didn't. I think it, it damaged her more. But yeah. she regained she she rejuvenated herself too. Oh, absolutely. So we'll give Asuka that much credit. Uh Elio Canella from Wrestling POV Global. Uh he said Bailey versus Sasha Banks at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Yes, absolutely. And that was a good match. That was that a good was match. Legendary. It's actually in the top 100 matches of all time. Really? WWE, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, what else do we got? Uh, oh, Drew's. Drew McIntyre's title reign. Now, Rick, care to explain yourself why you picked this as a you subject? Know, the way I look at it is this. Uh, Drew McIntyre has come onto the scene as a WWE champion. And for a long time, this has been coming, and he was soaring into the WWE Championship picture. And the way I look at it is this. What has he done? Where has he gone? And what is he doing? You know, he's a champion at WrestleMania, defeats Brock Lesnar. But then he comes into what after that? He has this whole thing. With, with Bobby Lashley, and I just don't understand what happened after Bobby Lashley. Like, it just seemed like WWE just dropped the ball with him, and they just didn't move forward. So it's just like, is Drew moving forward after Bobby Lashley? No, I felt like he, had, he was rising, and then he just went mm-hmm. flat after right, Bobby right. Lashley. And now with Drew, now he's fighting Dolph Ziggler. It's like... <laughs> Is this actually a competitive guy for him? Is this going to raise his value if he defeats Dolph Ziggler? No. 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 So I feel like he plateaued once he got... See what I did there? Plateaued? Um, I feel like he plateaued when he got to Bobby Lashley instead of rising up. So for me, it's just like... Like I said, he plateaued. I don't think he's... (laughs) Defeating Dolph Ziggler does nothing for him. Losing no, absolutely kills not. him. Yeah, 
That's true too. So, but now I'm gonna throw this at you. Do you think it has something to do with the whole, you know, lockdown thing, the COVID nineteen? You know, I, I want to blame that because I really like Drew. Yeah. But I honestly think the biggest mistake they did was turn him face. You think I so? Feel like the countdown. I feel like. Yeah. The, the attitude, it just comes off like acting. Mm-hmm. Um, that like we 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 say this a lot about heels, like sometimes they're acting like yeah. a bad guy instead of being the bad guy, embracing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I feel like with Drew, Drew McIntyre. Hmm. He's never been a good face. I know it's <sighs> no. like him as a face. No, I mean, it, he can do it. That's just the thing. He can do it. But I think his problem is right now is that he's being a little bit too cocky. I like the yeah. very confident Drew. Like, he cut yes. a promo where I was just like, wow, this is probably one of Drew's best promo work. And you can tell, like, you, like, and that's the thing with WWE. You can tell when a wrestler, when they're cutting a promo, that they're doing it themselves. That it, it, this was like ad libbed or some shit. And you can tell when it's scripted. With with uh, with Drew, you can tell that he a lot of his is just straight up script. He's trying to remember the the his lines and everything else. But I've seen Drew as a face cut some really really good promos and. It's like that's the Drew I wouldn't mind seeing. You have a little bit of a heel in you, which is which is fine for Drew, but to be a complete baby face, I think that's like uh, didn't. I, I agree with you, but uh, a, a rumor that I I heard, and I'm gonna throw this out there now, is that they want to take the belt off of Drew and have him do another once everybody once fans start getting back into the ring that uh, they're going to have him chase the belt again. So that way he can have his moment, but with the fans. Yeah. Uh, now, if that's true, do you think it's too late for Drew? For, uh, if that happens? I don't, I don't think it's ever too late for somebody. Mm. I honestly think momentum, though, will be slowed down and it will take time to get back up to that build. I think anybody can come back from a bad story yeah. or from a bad title reign. Um, look at Randy Orton, who's had a lot of uh, championships in his career. Um, he's had some bad title reigns uh, after he beat Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah. I think that was one of his worst title reigns, you know? Um, and he, was, he wasn't over anymore. Everybody was actually over Randy Orton. Right. And slowly but surely, look at where he's at now. He's back right. to legend killer status. He's back on top, you know. They're, mm-hmm. they're teasing that he's going to be going after the title after Big Show. So it's just like it's one of those things where it's never too late. Um, so I, I think if you was to take the title off of Drew, he would have potential and time to get back up to the top with right. no problem. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know how. I exactly feel about that. Um, this was his big moment, I think, was at WrestleMania, with or without a crowd. Uh, yeah. But it was against somebody like Brock who, I mean, do you really take Brock serious? No, you can't have a good match with Brock at this point in yeah. his career. Yeah, so, no, I agree with him. But I, I think, if anything, what they should have done was honestly just made Drew lose that title. 
Not yeah. not now. I'm talking about at WrestleMania. Not have right. him win. Just not have him win. Because I, I honestly think him winning it the second time, but this time it's in front of a crowd. I think it, t- it just takes away from a lot of stuff from for yeah. him. You know, um, I would have given it to Bobby Lashley, honestly. Yeah. I think right now heels can do a lot better as champions with yeah. no crowd than a babyface champion. That is true. Um, and, and one thing that we're leaving out is the grading process. Is mm-hmm. it Drew A? Is it Drew B, Drew Barrymore? Or is it <laughs> Drew C, Drew Carey? Um, oh, jeez. The way I have to grade it, I would go with the B. Um, I would give mm-hmm. him a B. Um, I, yeah. He was an A. Like I said, he was rising to the top. And then he declined. And he just kind of plateaued and just stayed at the B. So yeah. I'm going to go with a, a B on his championship run so far. I agree with you. I, I, I'll go with a B. Um, same thing. Um, but it's like I said, though. I mean, um he started off hot, but that's because there was a crowd. Yeah. And it just seems like it's dying down because there's no crowd there. He can't get hype anymore. It's hard. He had he had all the momentums behind him. Yeah. Josh Sanders said B, but not his fault. I blame the writers for putting him against Dolph. It's supposed to be him versus Jinder, but hopefully him and Dolph put on a good show. But I got a feeling it's going to be a Claymore and Penn. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, it's, it's just for me, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. I think especially they, with the stipulation yeah. secret that they have. So yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be more than that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, but it's like I said, though, it's, it's for me, it, the, the part that really hurt him the most was just the fact that he, it happened without a crowd. I think that's what just hurt him more so than anything. And at the same time, you're absolutely right. What they should have done was they should have done like an angle where he got hurt or something or he got attacked. You know, this would have been a perfect surprise attack. Who attacked him to cost him his chance at WrestleMania to win this title? And then all of a sudden they announce uh, Bobby Lashley is going to get a title shot. Bobby Lashley wins the title because I'm telling you right now, the one thing everybody wants to see is Bobby Lashley versus... Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but everybody wants to see that. So they could have done that. That could have been like a quick curveball and thrown him in, because then that way it didn't. It wouldn't take away from Drew's uh, moment in yeah. front of nobody, because it that happened in front of nobody. Absolutely zero. Not like how it is today when they got probably like 20 people. It happened in front of zeros. Nobody was there. So that's uh, that's got to be hard on the guy. So I think what they could have thrown an easy curveball and do an angle where somebody attacked Drew in the back. Oh, my God, this and that. And then, like, Vince can come out and say, well, I'm going to announce the number one contender which is Bobby Lashley. And then Lashley comes out, he beats Brock, and then put him in the storyline because he's a heel. And you're exactly right. Heels can benefit from this more so than baby faces. And as a champion, it's hard to get that push. We, We said it over and over again that Jeff Hardy... He needs that crowd to do his promos. And without that crowd, his promos are just god-awful. But uh, So you got Lashley winning the title. 
and then have him do these storylines with whoever and giving people opportunities because he would benefit that. As a matter of fact, have him hold that title till next year's WrestleMania. And yep. then as time goes on and then once this pandemic is over and COVID-19 is done and fans starts coming into the arenas for the shows, then start resurrecting Drew back into the picture, then he can cut a promo and say some freaking coward attacked me from behind and this and that. And I'm a, then bring that story back because then people will be like, shit, that's right. He did get attacked. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, my God. Now everybody will be reinvested in this and to find out who it was. And then, obviously, it would be Lashley, that the one that attacked him, so he can get the shot, and he won the title. There's two things that can happen with that. Number one, it'll give Bobby Lashley more heat because he, he did the, the dastardly thing of attacking somebody so he can get his shot. He got his shot, and he won it. And then number two... I think it would boost Drew's popularity as a as a babyface, and have him, and then now the chase begins, and then have him have Lashley going over on him over and over to the point to where us as fans believe, shit, I don't even think Drew can beat him. That way, it can be that much more special because I think between Drew and Bobby Lashley, they can really have a good match in front of a crowd. So to do this and then have it at WrestleMania, I think then Drew can properly that th- that would have been the right way for Drew to get his his um his moment, his WrestleMania moment. Yeah. But I just think it just took with what happened with this pandemic, I just think it took it all away. I really do. Absolutely. And and I think it did damage Drew a little bit, unfortunately. So all right. You know what? That's it for now. Let's go straight into the wrestling news from around the world. Rick, you can take it away. I will. <laughs> but first, let's go over who's Marty from... Oh, we forgot about that. <laughs> um, shame on me. Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> shame. All right, so let's um, go to who's Marty. <laughs> who's Marty, our new segment that we do weekly. This one was hard. Um, this week, we have the New Day. And we're going to select who is the Marty Jannetty of this tag team between Kofi Kingston and Big E. Yeah. Now, I've seen people talking about this online. And um, a lot of people are saying uh, Big E is the Marty because Kofi wow. had his moment. Right, um, right. When I look at this tag team, I see a superstar and I see a guy that's overcome his run. And that is Kofi Kingston. Is done. What do you mean overcome his run? Um, I think his time is over. There's no more. His glass ceiling has already been broken through. Um, There is a gold piece there, and it's Big E. For me, Mm -hmm. Big E's 1,000% the superstar of this tag team. Whether it Mm. be his promo skills, his in-ring ability, and his ability to... uh, Become a different person. We've seen him as a heel, as Big E Langston. We've seen him as an NXT champion. We've seen him as an intercontinental champion mm-hmm. before he joined with New Day. Yeah. Um, we've seen Kofi do all of those things and more. Tag team champion, intercontinental champion, US champion. Mm-hmm. But as a tag team, when I look at these two, um, I see Kofi as the guy that gets his ass kicked. Big E saves him. Yeah. Big E is, for me, way more athletic 
than, than Kofi Kingston. And don't get me wrong, Kofi can do a lot of things. Has right. a lot of charisma. But he is in the shadow of Big E. Mm. There is nothing that Kofi can do that Big E can't do. And uh, for me, that is why I think Kofi Kingston is the Marty Jannetty of this team. <laughs> and Big E is the Shawn Michaels. Wow. Hands down. All right. I'm going to read a couple comments before I get to my opinion. Josh Sanders says, it's Big E. And not fairly, though, Big E never got the push or a solo try. But I think in time, he might have a chance to be a better be better than Kofi. Clay Cummings said, I hate to say it, but it's Big E. Kofi definitely has the better singles push. And for the New Day, they definitely pushed Kofi through the roof last year. I wish Big E would at least get a chance as a singles competitor. But how popular New Day is and has been, I doubt we see this. Wish a heel turn for Big E, but time will tell. I agree with that. I agree with that because we've said it many times how Big E should have turned heel on Kofi. That would have been a storyline I definitely, definitely would have watched for sure. Uh, now, for my pick, because uh, the, the hot tag news, is, is it's pretty hot. We got a lot of comments on that, so I don't want to spend too much time on reading people's comments on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. My bad. But anyway, I do agree. I think Kofi is definitely the Marty of the group. And okay. the reason, and, and I'll tell you this, the reason why is because I have I've done a lot of complaining about Kofi um, during his title chase because I've said it many times and you guys heard me say this and I still stand true to it today. There was a, so many times he was acting like a wrestler instead of being that wrestler. Um, a lot of his promos, I, it just wasn't believable. Enough for me to stand behind the guy and says, yes, oh, my God, I'm pumped up. I'm sorry. It just wasn't there. It really wasn't. Um, if anything, I think Big E honestly outshines Kofi because there's something about Big E, his personality, his character, his charisma, all that stuff shouts a star in the making as far as you want this guy to win. Um there's a few antics that he does that are unexplainable, and it's like, um, Biggie, it's what are you extra. doing? It's a little yeah. bit extra. Yeah, so if he can tone that back a little bit and just be that person that I know that he can be, I think he definitely outshines Kofi, in my opinion. Um, the who's Marty other group, in my opinion, is definitely Kofi because, I'm sorry, Kofi is not believable. He's, not. he's just not. I'm sorry. I don't know what people see in it. He, you know, he acts like, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say he acts like he's better than everybody, but he acts like his, like he's paid his due so much that he deserves this. And it's like, no, yeah, brother, and, everybody. And some guys are just meant to be in certain spots. Yeah. But, and, but my thing is everybody pays their dues. Of course. Everybody pays their dues. You're not going to be so much better than another person because you paid your dues first. No, there's other people paying their dues right now. They're going through the same motion. They're going through the same road as you did. Some more than others, some less than others, and they got that spotlight. And I'm talking about those that just went straight into wrestling without paying their dues, and, and it's all because of who they were. But at the same time, I just don't see Kofi. Like, if New Day breaks up, where who goes where and 
Who shines more? Big E goes to the top for sure. He has and, to. And then you have you have Kofi just I, I just, feel bad for Xavier Woods out of anybody. Yeah, I and do I feel too. Like they won't know what to do with him. Though I would put him yeah. back to NXT and fight for the cruiserweight title mm. for sure. He would he would on I think he would elevate that title. But I, I can't take that away from uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> um, from uh, Hijo Santos. de Fantasma. Santos Escobar. I don't want to take it from him because he's doing justice to that oh, title. Yeah, no, no, no. Especially what, no. what's going on now. But that would be a good feud between him and Xavier Woods. Absolutely. Definitely, They definitely would tear the house down. Um, I want to say this about Big E. It just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. He, and this is the biggest, probably the biggest compliment anybody can give Big E. Right. He is, to me, the modern day Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yes. Yes. I definitely see that. I definitely see that. For sure. Without the list. But yeah, no, I definitely yeah. see that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I do agree with that. But, but, uh. As far as Biggie goes, do you see him um, more as a heel or a face? I would like to. See, I'd rather see him as a heel. Really, he has a lot more potential as a heel. Really, than as a baby face. I I think it's a baby face. I okay. think it's a baby. Yes, I think more as a. I think he would be over more as a baby face because he has character. That's true too. I and he see that. and he and he does not act that way he is that way you know what i'm saying that's the yeah, difference yeah, yeah. when when we saw kofi he was acting like it uh-huh. instead of being it with big e he does he is it he acts like it okay he is it he doesn't act like it sorry so there's the it's like like if you see these off off segments with with big e he's really like that he's got yeah. character he's he's a very characteristic person and I think charismatic. big charismatic that too, but I think he would do more as a baby face. No, no, you modern day Dusty. I I agree with you. I definitely because yeah, as a baby is, face. I mean, as a heel. Always, sorry, God. There's a bunch of heels already. Yeah, no, there is a bunch of heels. There is a bunch of heels. But I for some reason, I I wouldn't like Biggie. And I and honestly, I didn't even like Biggie when he was a heel. There was something missing there. There was something yeah. missing there when he was a heel. But as a baby face, he can definitely get over. He can definitely get the crowd behind him. He definitely can can really elevate a match. And for a big guy, he can do a lot of stuff in that ring and go toe-to-toe with the best of them. So, uh-huh. all right. There you have it. There Who's you Marty it. this week? Big E is not Marty. It's no. Kobe Kingston. Kofi. <laughs> so do we got any other ones for next week or yeah no? well stay tuned because next week we're going to be doing the wild Samoans mm. Tony's favorite tag team yes. of all time yes so it'll be interesting to see uh, I'm curious can... yeah. yeah so I'm going to be out I'm there I'm very very curious uh, alright now with that being said it is time for the wrestling news from around the world now take it away Rick. All right, before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> X-Pac turns 48 years old. Wow, we're still remembering him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Two-time Hall of Famer. 
two-time yes. Hall of Famer X-Pac. Does he really deserve to be a two-time Hall of Famer, though? He doesn't deserve to be a one-time. A one, exactly. exactly. He doesn't deserve to be a nominee. No. No. Oh, my Lord. That's when terrible. the biggest moment in your career is the first big moment of your career, that shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> But the I, one thing we honestly, talk about is him beating Razor Ramon as the one, two, three kid. That's it. So I what agree. is it? Like, come on. It is. That's his only moment. That's his yeah. only moment, in my opinion. He really hasn't done anything in wrestling to put him as a Hall of Fame status. And no. I'm sorry to say, but I've mentioned this many, many times, especially if you're out there in the Indies, that if a wrestler owns a wrestling promotion, they always put them and their friends over. It happens all the time. If you're in the Indies, if you're an indie wrestler, you know what I'm talking about because it's true and it still is out there today. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. X-Pac, sorry to say, he only got those two Hall of Fames because of his friends. That's it. Absolutely. Um, Bubba Ray Dudley turns 49 years old. Mm, okay. Uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett turns 53. Wow. What's he been? Is he still working for WWE? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Charlie Caruso turns 33 years old. Hi. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura turns 69 years old. <laughs> Speak up. Oh Lord, poor Yo, Jesse. He was a mayor. Yes, and governor. In Minnesota. Wait, he was governor too, right? He governor was mayor, of Minnesota. Mayor. Was it mayor? Yeah, I thought he was governor. Was Arnold. Was yeah, I know that that was Arnold, but I thought he was governor of Minnesota too. Was he governor? Of Minnesota? I think so. He would have been governor. I think so. I don't know. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. Yeah, but he was in uh, politics. <laughs> yes. Keith Slater <laughs> turns thirty-seven years old. What? Yeah. You got kids. <laughs> 20 uh, Mandy Rose turns 30 years old. Good Lord. Yes. Seriously? Yes, seriously. Um, <sighs> last but not least, Mil Mascaras ah. turns 78 years old. Really? Absolutely. What? Wow. Um, and, it's, and it's interesting that he has a birthday this week. Yeah. Um, well, happy as a birthday to him. This week on WPOV Quarantine, we will be having an episode of Mask versus Face Paint Tournament. Mm. Um, so it's going to be real interesting. Mil Mascaras is in the tournament, obviously. Yeah. And we're going to pick which is the best uh, of it all, the mask mm. or the face paint. We got 16 to 16 going head to head against each other, and we're going to have one overall winner. Is it going to be the mask or is it going to be a face paint person? Uh, stay tuned for that next Thursday on our Facebook page of Wrestling POV podcast. That's going to um, be awesome. Uh, our last episode of Quarantine was awesome as well as we yes. had the manager special. Yes. Uh, we had uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we had Dirty Duke Durango. We had mm. Raven Lake, Andy Anderson, uh, TJ Logan, and Tony Diaz, and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elio was blacked out or had a blackout, one of those things. Um, <laughs> and we went over some of the greatest managers of all time. So make sure you catch out on that episode on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, great time. I love talking about that with those those guys. Um, now, Tony, it's time for the wrestling news from around the world. Wrestling. 
Rusev got the Rona. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Rona got him. At this point, Rona's got my got, baby. You got. You got to say it's Lana, right? <laughs> like I, I mean, yeah. last week we were saying her parents got it, but it wasn't because of Lana. Now Rusev got it. Unless Rusev mm-hmm. was staying with her parents. <laughs> I mean, uh, connect the dots on that one. That's true. That is true. She uh, wasn't on Raw this weekend, was it? Uh, no, she wasn't. Yeah. So she's probably getting quarantined. Yeah. Um, Sonny, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, as announced on our quarantine episode of Managers, mm-hmm. was arrested again. Again. Um, yep. How many times can a person get arrested before... It starts to stick that you gotta change your life. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, people like her. And and here's the thing, because we're honestly we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. And she posts a lot of things that I don't agree with, but at the same time, she posts a lot of things where she plays victim a lot. Um, if you're not friends with her on Facebook, I'm not, I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to post it. I'm not going to scare. I'm not that type of person, um, unless it pisses me off. But, you know, she plays victim a lot on her personal page. Um, she also has a few choice words that really hurt people and she doesn't see it as either offensive. She never sees it as, I'm just stating my opinion. She never sees it as... She only sees it as I'm only stating my opinion, but she never sees it as uh, that she really like words hurt. In other words, yeah. um, she has made some comments and people and, and, and you know, it's funny because people like she'll make these comments and somebody on her page, they screenshot it and they share it to these other wrestling news sites. Um, and then when everybody's getting on her ass, that same person. And I've seen this before, many times, when she has met, made some comments, rude comments. And then that same person will try to comment on her page and says, see what they're saying about you? It's like, dude, you don't want to put it out there. And there was something, I wanted to call this dude out so many times, but I'm just like, Tammy, you got to, or Sonny, you got to check your list. So look at people who's doing it. Like, I just so many times yeah. I wanted to DM her and be like, Girl, straighten up. Look at look at who's doing this to you. Uh, not throwing, ex- not making excuses for her, but I'm just saying, her she uh, you, she gotta, you made she a comment of evaluate her circle. Of friends she does. She does. And make some changes. She does. Um, you know, because you made the comment. When does somebody do, do you know making uh, having being arrested so many times? Uh, when do they start reevaluating themselves? It's hard to when you got people like that throwing. And I think, and honestly, I think she keeps these people on purpose because that way she can make herself stay relevant by making these comments. And then knowing yeah. she knows that these type of people is going to pass that word out to other wrestling sites. So that way she can get recognized again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, but yeah, she, she needs help. help. She needs, yeah. yeah she um, some good news. Dawkins of the Street Profits has a baby girl. No way. Congratulations Congrats. to him. Um, that's why I, I'm guessing that's why the Street Profits haven't sure. been yeah. in attendance. And mm-hmm. 
the Street Profits have cracked 100 days as tag team champions. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. They, how many times they defended it, though? Yeah. Um, they are the longest reigning champions since the New Day had that 800 day reign or something like that. Wow. So. Nice. Whatever that is. Yeah. Former WWE Tag Team Champions Gallows and Anderson have signed with Impact Wrestling and yeah. will be at Slammiversary tonight. Yeah. So there that's something to <laughs> check out. I mean, yeah. everybody's 90 days are up after mm-hmm. getting released and there's a lot of speculation that there's going to be a lot of former WWE guys at Impact. Wow. Um... Also, EC3 has been leaving out a bunch of messages. Yeah, I've seen that. On Twitter and stuff like that. And and this guy, No Way Jose. No Way Jose. He's got a new look. He's playing one of his videos, EC3's videos, in his new promo. Mm-hmm. Burning and, his um, old stuff. Levy Valens is what he's going by now. Um, <laughs> Levy but he wasn't burning his stuff. He he was throwing he his old picture, outfits. He, gear out. he, he, he burnt his, his picture. picture, but he threw his gear out in the trash. Yeah, Yeah, because no one's going to burn their gear. I yeah, mean, no, no, no. Gear is valuable. Yeah. Um, but no way Jose. He can sell it Let later. me tell you this. I mean, let, me, let me whisper in your ear real quick. <laughs> um, bro, whoever did your editing, you got to change them. That, that, that promo was trash, bro. That was. And the, the way you were talking... I'm not sold. Remember what we say about Kofi acting like a bad guy? Yeah. That's what I got. And it's yeah. hard to be a bad guy with braids and, and the, the straightened out hair. Mm-hmm. And the smooth baby face. Yeah. Especially when you're coming off a guy like No Way Jose. You got to build into this crazy character. Everybody wants to be crazy. I like, know, it's right? it's easy. It's got to be in you to be crazy. That's true. You got to have that little switch that you can flip. Mm-hmm. And, um... Not what no him. Jose, uh, Levy Valens, it ain't you, bro. Wait, what's getting... his name again? Levy Valens. Levy? Yeah. Oh. Valens? I'm getting a lot of... And, and, and Valens. Valens. Okay. I'm getting a lot of... And, uh, I don't know. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm getting a lot of Orlando Jordan from I this. heard that, too. I heard that, too. a lot of that. Yeah, so... Oh. Um, heard that, too. We'll see. Well, especially the way he did his hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. that's all I got for the news. Go Tony. check it out. Um, all right, so rumors. Vince McMahon will not leave the WWE to his children, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie or Shane, and is already training Triple H to take over the reins. That's, that's still his child. Well, I in mean, law. In law. Child in um, law. Yeah. Would, would WWE really change? No. Would I'm Triple, sorry. I'm talking, I'm talking, like if Triple H takes over. Really? You don't think so? Triple H, the same guy that got Xbox 2 Hall of Fame rings? <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. But, come on, look what he's done for NXT. Okay. Seriously. I think he can do something. But, my, but here's the thing. I, I don't want him following... The same guidelines as Vince McMahon did. No, absolutely Or not. does. He can't do that. Because if it's saying that Vince McMahon is training Triple H to take over the reins, I hope it's more of the business end of yeah, it I, other than the entertainment part. 
And, and you know, Tony, I just want to put this out there because I, I feel like a lot of people have been trashing on Vince McMahon a mm -hmm. lot lately. Let's not forget what the fucking what this guy has done. Right. The wrestling business. I, yeah. No, you I know, agree. Um. Yeah, what have you done for me lately is one of those things that people like to true. throw out there. That is but true. But the yeah. guy built the empire mm -hmm. that we know of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, the 90s was his time. Let's yeah. be real about it. Um, and, yeah, it, it's like George Steinbrenner. Like you said, you're a Yankees fan. Yeah. Um, it took him a long time to build that dynasty. Um, it's true. He did it in the 70s. They got the two championships. They sucked the whole mm -hmm. 80s. The 90s, they were on the up up and coming. And then by the mid-90s, four championships. Yeah. That was his time. And then they mm -hmm. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they got yeah. to the championship a couple times, but they lost. Yeah. They couldn't get over the hump. Uh, Luis Gonzalez with that little boop single mm -hmm. over Mariano Rivera. I remember that. Night World Series. Yeah. Bring back yeah. some memories, Rick. Still stinging. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. George Steinbrenner and Vince McMahon are very similar. Mm -hmm. um, we're about to see what Bill Belichick is all about. He built a huge dynasty. Yeah. Was it Tom Brady or was it Bill That's Belichick? True. We're gonna find out we'll finally find out this year. year. Yeah. Um, so That's it's true. it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, Vince McMahon is an asshole and he's a douche mm -hmm. and he's a dick and he. Fucks with people. <laughs> Wait, yeah. where am I going with this? Um, at the end of the day... You said Vince <laughs> created wrestling. <laughs> he created what wrestling is. He he, he put it on the mainstream yeah. platform. And uh, so yeah. let's give him that his just dues. No, I, I agree with you. Um, was it a, a, a douchey thing to do what he did in the 90s and, and 80s? Yeah. It was. It was. But it was smart. It was smart. He cornered the market, as they say in, 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 in the stock markets. He cornered the market by buying off all these territories and shit like that. Because they, back in the day, there was territories. You know, yeah. you just don't, you don't do that to other territories. And he said, fuck him. I am. I bought this person. I bought that brand. You know, he took a big, big, his biggest gamble was WrestleMania. The yeah. very first wrestle, that was his biggest gamble. And it was known that if he didn't gamble on WrestleMania, if, if WrestleMania was a flop, he WWE wouldn't exist today, yep. from what I heard. From what I heard. So, there you go. If WrestleMania didn't happen, if WrestleMania wasn't a success, WWE wouldn't exist today. So, there you go. Thank the guy. The man. The boss. <laughs> but uh, no I agree with you but he's at the age now and I, you guys heard me say this many times on the show where he's acknowledging that he's out of touch with reality so that's your cue That's it's time for a curtain call uh, Vince You got it's time. it's time go retire you got billions of dollars you can do whatever the fuck you want just go retire leave the wrestling to somebody who's been, you know, successful in NXT. Because even in since we started doing the our own version of the ratings war and who's been winning week to week, last year was NXT. Yep. And they were toe to toe with Raw, your baby. So, come on, yeah, you know, it's time to retire, dude, and 
just call it a day and call it quits and let Triple H take care of it. He's not going to bring it down. He's WWE is already a household name. I don't think anybody can tear it down except for himself, except for Vince himself. All right, back to the rumors. Uh, Cody uh, is rumored that Cody wants to do a newer version of the Four Horsemen in the AEW. (laughs) So who who do you... Obviously, he's going to put himself in this Four Horsemen group. And as we've seen from AEW this week, a little bit of a heel, heelish Cody, um, we can say. So uh, two questions. Who would be in this Four Horsemen? And is Cody better... Is it, or is it going to be like a heel ho- four horseman? It's going to be a heel four horseman. And remember, Tully Blanchard was ringside for uh, mm-hmm. Cody's match. And yeah. he was ringside for FTR's tag team match. FTR. No, no, no. Who, uh, who was ringside? Tully. Oh, Tully. For both? He was? For both. All right. So I, must have missed it. I see him. I see Cody. Being the J.J. D- Dillon? J.J. Dillon. FTR, Cody. Mm. And Sean Spears is the four, new Four Horsemen. Oh, terrible. It's terrible. That's but terrible. That's, but you saying that now makes a lot of sense. Tony Blanchard was all over that match with, with uh, Cody. Oh. Uh, and he represents Sean Spears. That's and Tony terrible, And Tony was ringside Rick. for FTR. That's not good. No. Wow. No, it's not. Wow. Oh. Tell us what you think. Um, actually, you know what? Let's do this as a, as a see what other people think. We'll post it on our Facebook page, and you tell us who you think is going to be in the new Four Horsemen if it does happen. If it does happen, uh, just remember you got to pick a JJ Dillon. Maybe it is Tully. It could be Arn. Uh, the the FTR were they like the Tully and and uh, not Tully? Uh, well, yeah, Tully and Arn. You know the tag team. Um, Cody. Could be like his father. <laughs> or he could be the modern day Ric Flair. Who knows? But you tell us who in AEW would be the uh, rejuvenated new version of the Four Horsemen. You tell us. Uh, all right, you're going to get a kick out of this one, Rick. Uh, the Jeff Hardy segment with the urine, the urine yes. throwing segment. You know how, whose idea, who produced that segment? Oh. You're going to laugh. <laughs> Devon Dudley. Jesus Christ, Devon. <laughs> Devon Dudley was the mastermind behind the whole throwing the piss segment. <laughs> oh my brother! Oh my, oh my brother, man. Yeah, yeah. You didn't testify on that one. Um, that's all I got for the rumors, but, uh, I do got a couple things of the, the ratings for this week. Um, obviously cause we do our show Saturday, so I'm not able to get the ratings for SmackDown. So, uh, probably from here on out, I'll get the ratings for them for the next week's episode. Uh, right now I got raw at 1.561 million viewers. AEW finally wins this week at 780,000 viewers and NXT. Uh, 631,000 viewers this week for the ratings war. So NXT, uh, AEW defeated NXT this week. Now, 
We're going to obviously go on when we talk about AEW, about something what happened there. And it just disgusted me. Now, um, before we go into anything further, I'm going to read this statement now. Uh, because if I do it during AEW and NXT, we're going to take forever. And we still got the pay-per-view uh, non-points game to uh, talk about. Now, this was... Because here's the thing. And, I, and we might as well talk about it now. Uh, during AEW on Wednesday, uh, Fighter Fest, uh, obviously, uh, Brian Cage lost. Um, so that was the bur- bur- burial of him. But uh, everybody wanted to know why did... Uh, Taz, bring back the FTW title. Everybody was curious, like, why Why did you guys bring that back? Well, I mean, obviously, we know why. Because they weren't even going to push Brian Cage into winning the AEW title, so they gave him his own, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. And I'm going to read some comments, too, from people who... who uh, and these are fanboys. AEW fanboys were saying this. But here's a comment from Tony Khan. He said... This thing has been planned for a long time for Brian to make a big intro and make the big splash and challenge Moxley. Really? Did he make a big splash? No. Did he make a big intro? Oh, Lord. Brian and Taz, they've established a rapport on television. Tony Khan said this. He also said, uh, when Taz told me he still had the belt... It was a perfect thing to add to the story, I thought. And so a couple weeks ago when it came up, I really jumped on it. Once I found out he had it and we were able to use it, I wanted to make it part of the story. He said, I wouldn't have done it without his blessing. I mean, he's the one who told me he had it. So once he said he still had possession of it and I checked and we're cleared to use it, then at that, you know what he was talking about, right? Yeah, why he said that? Yeah, licensing. Yeah, and uh, so what was I? Oh, and then at that point, I was like, "This is to me almost like a no-brainer. It adds to it adds so much to the story, to the presentation of Brian. It's so much credibility. The FTW. T- <laughs> oh my God." And, and finally, he Tony Khan went on to say, I grew up watching ECW, as you know, and that belt meant a lot. Even though it's not recognized, it's not a recognized championship, when it was defended or when you saw it, it felt like it was a part of the presentation of Taz as one of the top wrestlers in the sport, and I think it can be the same for Brian Cage. No. What? Don't give a fuck about Taz. What? You hitched your wagon to the wrong fucking horse. What? Taz is shit. He really said that, dude. He really said that. Tony Khan, stick to football, bro. I don't oh care if you like God. ECW. Stick to football. But not not that just easy. He it, he he said that the FT. No, I'm gonna explain. I even forgot about the FTW title. But then he's coming out saying. That there was so much credibility to the FTW title? Are you fucking insane? Seriously? Now, these are comments from AEW fanboys. He's one. I'm not going to mention names, uh, but one person said, Great champion, had to throw in the title in his first match for AEW championship. Should have signed Tessa Blanchard to face Moxley. <laughs> Another person said, They brought back 
uh, they brought that relic back because they're desperate for ratings. And then that relic brought his goofy title with him. <laughs> and the last one, someone said, is it, impo- is it possible for AEW to have an original idea? My God. I can't make this up. What I've oh my god. And then actually somebody else commented too. They're saying and they're going to have the uh this is it's not exactly what this person said, but they said uh they mentioned the fact when uh, the million dollar man brought it uh gave the his million dollar championship to Stone Cold Steve Austin. They were comparing it to that. So Yeah. It's true. It's true. And I'm like I'm flabbergasted, Rick, that this man said that the FTW title was credible, that it was it meant something, and I, bro, I forgot all about that title. Okay, it no, don't ever. It's like you said, Rick. He needs to stick to freaking football. Period. Stick to football, dude. Because now, all right. You know what? I, I'm done because. I'm going to give myself an aneurysm. Rick, go on to injuries. Wow. Nah, there's no injuries. Um, let's go into the hot tech news this week. Yes, the hot uh, tech news. Roman um, Reigns. Roman Reigns. Um, I was just curious. I really was because in the beginning, when this whole pandemic started, um, they uh, uh, took Roman out of everything because he chose to stay home. Got to respect yeah. that. Um, so it was just odd for them all of a sudden not to show him. But lately, and I don't know if you noticed this, or maybe I I just turned a blind eye to it until recently, but in the beginning of SmackDown, they've been showing Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, all right, well, maybe, you know, I mean, is Roman really at that level to where if he comes back, that'll boost up ratings? Uh, so I posted that as the hot tag this week. So, Rick, before I start reading his comments, what are your thoughts on it? I'm going to keep it short and simple. Absolutely Damn. freaking yes. Him really? coming back brings the ratings up. And you know what? It brings some excitement. Because honestly, Braun's champ is the worst fucking thing they've ever done. I agree. Otis has been missing. MIA, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's supposed to be the surprise shock factor when he mm, does appear. Yeah. Um... But uh, who are the top bit? Jeff Hardy is trashed. <laughs> trashed. <laughs> um, New Day? Come on. Uh, who else is there? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. You need Roman back. Right. Yeah. Listen, man. At the end of the day, Roman sells tickets. Roman is sells merch. Yeah. Roman is everything right now. Roman's yeah. been everything for a while now. And I wasn't the biggest fan of his, but as when John Cena left and returned, Mm. there was a time where I was like, yo, John Cena needs to come back because (laughs) they're missing something. Right. And I feel that way with Roman Reigns right now. SmackDown Mm. has been bad for, we've done 13 weeks since WrestleMania. SmackDown has won once. Damn. That's because the other two shows were bad. Um, (laughs) So for me... 1,000% 1,000% yes, Roman needs to come back to increase mm. ratings for SmackDown. Wow. Wow. All righty. Uh, interesting that you said this, Rick. I'm shocked. I'm in shock. I'm in awe right now. I know you are. I know. 
But you gotta listen. I'm a truthful man. If I, if I, if I'm backed into a corner and there's a gun to my head, I will tell the truth. <laughs> All right. Uh, my opinion, yes. I think it will boost ratings because, again, Roman does sell tickets. He does put butts in seats. Uh, now, with this whole pandemic happening, um, I don't think we'll see him on TV for a long time. For a very long yeah. time. Um, it's kind of good that he takes this break anyway. Because I'm sorry to say, the one thing about Vince, and we were just talking about how much of a genius he is and this and that, but he loves to overuse wrestlers. He really does. And and he's got to understand, yeah, you're paying them a lot of money, but where's that money going to come from when they get seriously injured? Where's that money going to come from when they just saying, listen, dude, I, I need a break. I'm sorry to say, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but you are, Rick. CM Punk was like that. He was like, dude, yeah. you're using me way too much. And you know what? I 100% agree with him. He did. He used CM Punk all the time, and it was like... Dude, I need a break. You know, actually, you know who else was like injuries. that? Yeah. yeah. And you know who else was like that too? Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Rob Van Dam was like that. And look how many times they used Rob Van Dam during that time. And he was probably the biggest extreme person they had. And they brought him in the main roster and they love Vince loved using him until the point where Rob Van Dam was like, dude, I need a damn break. And then yeah. they try to shit on him because they were doing tribute to the troops. And they said that that all that is volunteer. It's all voluntary. And they asked, uh, at the time, they asked Rob Van Dam. Now, mind you, I'm all for it. Okay, obviously, I'm a veteran. But, you know, but I'm not mad because Rob Van Dam was, said no. He said, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. And they were like, why? Like, trying to make him feel guilty. Yeah. It's like, he goes, dude, I'm burnt out. And now you want me to travel across the world? I haven't seen my wife in six months. And you want me to travel across with wives? And you want me to tra- <laughs> and you want me to travel across the world to do a show? He goes, no, dude, I'm not gonna do it. And you can't force me to because you just said this was voluntary. And then, of course, he said he goes, I knew there was gonna be some repercussions because I didn't go, even though it was voluntary. And I guess some, they did something to him. I forgot what it was. I forgot the full statement on what he said. But at the same time, it's like, is he? Really? The, he was burnt out. And I, 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 I'm, like I said, I'm a veteran. I'm not mad at his statement. I'm not. Yeah. He have every right to be like, dude, I'm burnt out. I need a break. A lot of these wrestlers need a break. And we had this discussion last last week about offseason. Yeah. About the off, yeah. And this is why. Injuries happen. They can mentally they can break the fuck down, especially if they got a family back at home. And then I, I hate it when people say this. Well, you know that's why it's better to stay, you know, single without kids. Really? So people can't have a freaking personal life outside of wrestling? Give me a break. Ah, just pulled a gorilla monsoon. Give me a break. <laughs> Would you stop? Would you stop? All right. So, but in my opinion. Roman, take as much time as you need. When you come back, yes, I do think that it'll boost ratings. So, all right. Uh, here's some of the comments, and then we'll just take a break. There was a lot of comments, and, and guys, I honestly, I really, really, really appreciate it. We all do. Um, but we do have a time frame. Somewhat. <laughs> Josh Sanders says, come back to end Braun's title run is all he is going to do. Uh, you just mentioned that, right? 
uh, Jesse Pennington said, make him the mastermind behind the hacking. Turning him heel, new music, new Heyman guy. I heard that many times on these comments. Should he be that mystery hacker? No. No. no? You know, I, I, there was this movie where the guy that plays Thor, uh, Hemsworth, yeah. uh, he played a hacker. That is not believable. I get it. Anybody can be a computer hacker. Yeah. But when you're fucking six foot five, muscled out <laughs> of every fucking part of your body, yeah. there ain't no way you're fucking computer hacking. I'm sorry. It's not believable. So, no, he shouldn't be the computer hacker. I, I think he should. I think he should. Oh. What, what they can do is deter it from people and be like, and like he hired somebody to be a hacker. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll change, you know? Because then that way it won't IT look guy. like it. Yeah. Ali was his IT guy. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. I still think that's a good idea. Paul T. Phillips says, probably, but I still don't like the guy. <laughs> so uh, he said, let me explain. And uh, I, I love this comment because uh, I posted right after somebody writing down notes. <laughs> like, keep on writing as he's talking. Uh, but this, he goes, he went on to explain that instead of running up the singles ranks when the Shield broke up, Vince made Roman the guy and constantly was given main event and title matches and was constantly driven down our throats to like the guy. Without Roman, Vince has shoved Charlotte Flair down our throats to be the girl. But I must say, I'm enjoying the break without her. Vince needs to give up on being a control freak. Oh, sorry. Being in control and let Triple H take over. At least with Paul at the helm, more younger superstars would get opportunities instead of just the usual Charlotte, Roman, Oscar, etc., etc. It would be nice if Carrie Zane, someone different who has paid their dues, won the title from Oscar. But we know Vince won't let that happen. Any, anywho, it was constantly... Uh, Roman, Charlotte, Becky being constantly driven down our throats, and I'm and I got sick of it. Do you agree with this kind of? You know, that's an absolutely great statement. And you know what, Tony? That is going to be our fan comment of the day. Whoa! Um, Paul T. Phillips, congratulations! You are the fan comment of the week. Um, fan comment of the week and hater comment of the week is brought to you by Kenny Casanova, the biggest hater I know, but also one of the most generous people I know. Go to WOHW.com, purchase a book today. Uh, he's written books for Kamala, uh, Tito Santana, Dangerous Danny Davis, Sabu, Vader, and more. Check it out at WOHW.com today. Purchase your book and help Kenny Casanova continue to be a hater, but also one of the <laughs> generous guys out there. True, true. All right, there's more comments, though. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Lovelace says, no, he's not all that. I think he sucks. Joseph Rodriguez says, no. Nathan O'Brien says, most likely. Joseph Rodriguez again come back and says, get rid of him. Dude, why the? He should be the hater comment. Jesus, man. What the hell's wrong with people, Rick? <laughs> All right, Alex Witten. He'll be the last one that we, we got to take a break. And I think this was actually a cool one uh, and actually a cool idea. All right, Alex Witten went on to say, I don't know about big, but a boost? Yes. Now, if he was let off the leash, or the leash was longer, and he was able to do what he wanted, then it, it could be big. Let him turn heel and get the Uso Penitentiary heel, and that could be something. Don't have 
them do a New Day thing, let Roman do his singles career, and the Usos run rough shot over the tag division occasionally, helping each other out in matches, and that could be something. Don't let just one individual be the leader. Let them be collective mind and con- conduct themselves as they see fit. Not a bad Who's idea. Alex Witten. Alex Witten is the fan comment of the week. Uh, sorry, Bootsy <laughs> Phillips. Uh, fan comment of the week is brought to you by Kenny Casanova. Now, here's one that's interesting. Lynn Pierce. And then we, we, we got to take a break. Uh, he, he's, she said, yes, he would. Read a lot of articles that say the same thing. He will return with a new look, a new music. No more ref to shield. I don't understand. Oh, reference to S.H.I.E.L.D. Also, some predict he will return to Raw as Seth going on a few months leave to be with Becky. Interesting. I guess. That's why I say he might go to Raw. Might be. Yeah, I mean, they could use the ratings too. (laughs) 1.5 is really low for them. For them, yeah. Um, Yeah, they're normally pushing to 2.1. To be at 1.5 million is not what they usually get, so... No, no, it's not. All right, so if anybody else out there has any questions or comments or things that you want us to talk about or even have as a hot tag news for the week, we got a Facebook page, people. Wrestling POV, look it up. Post it on there, and we can talk about it. We might talk about it. We could talk about it. And if we do, we may make fun of you. There. I'm just kidding. You've been warned. Uh, But no, we will. Yeah. Hey, I am not in control of anybody else on the show or global, if they start making fun of you. Okay? We're just going to leave it at that. Uh, With that being said, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we got This Week in Wrestling and the Extreme Rules non-pay-per-view points game. This is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Hi, uh, I'm WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast, and always do it with Flair. Woo! And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go to CollarNimbleBrand.com, save yourself 10% today by using promo code WPOV. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV, get yourself a new t-shirt today of the Wrestling POV podcast. We now included a Wrestling POV global t-shirt. Where the legend and gentlemen come together on one t-shirt. You don't want to miss out on these great opportunities. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Get yourself a t-shirt today. One of four. Or get all four. For $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to help support the Wrestling POV Podcast and Wrestling, uh, Wrestling POV Global. Do you know where we are? No. <laughs> I'm dying. With that being said, <laughs> it is now time for This Week in Wrestling. This Week in Wrestling. All righty. We're going to start off with Raw. Um, uh, I said this was a little bit of a downgrade from last week. Um, yes. The highest moment for me was Sasha and Bailey versus the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, I gave that a three. Uh, the okay. lowest point I had was Seth's promo. It was just god awful. Um, yes. I had a lot of one and a half on this show. Uh, just a couple twos, um, and no, a couple two and a half actually. Um, but it was cool to see uh, Bianca Belair come back. Uh, Shayna came back. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the funniest damn moment on Raw was uh, Akira Tozawa when he said, <laughs> "He goes, 
I'm out. <laughs> Yo, I was cracking up when he did that. I was like, that is too funny. So, uh, yeah, uh, no side notes because, like I said, this was a little bit of a bland show. Um, overall, I gave Raw a 1.88. Rick? Wow. Um, my highest point was Angel Garza and Andrade defeating the Viking Raiders. I gave that a 3.5. Um, my lowest point was the Seth Eye for an Eye KO promo. Gave that a .5. I am over this. Please stop with this fucking ojo por ojo. Eye for an eye shit. What are they going to do? They're talking about ripping a person's eye out of its socket, what's, Tony. What's sad, what's sad is that when Seth did this promo, and this is why I gave it a, a 1. Should have been a point five, to be honest. Is that when he did his promo, he goes, "I didn't realize that they that we have to take each other's eye out to win." That was it's the worst Seth promo or Seth impersonation I ever did. As um, bad as his promo. What? Yes, it, it was terrible. <laughs> One moment that made me laugh out loud for sure was Angel Garza backstage. Getting his rose taken away yeah. by the Viking Raider yeah. and given to Charlie Caruso. That face was hilarious. Yeah. No. And I honestly, was. honestly do hope that we get a Charlie uh, oh, Garza no. romance. Oh, a Charlie Garza. I thought you meant Charlie yeah. and the other Viking Raider. Oh, no, no, no. Well, they need no. to stop with that already. Come on. It, it's, again, I have to reference the knock-knock joke you hear all the time. Time. You know, it's come on. It's it's already played out. You did it during the Street Profits uh, storyline. Oh, yeah. It wasn't funny this. then. It's not funny now. No, it's enough. It's um, and, and honestly, let me tell you something. Not for nothing. Garza, he's one of the up and coming stars that WWE has right now. And if they do anything like that again, it's, to me, is going to be damaging to him. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Agree. Um, overall, I gave Raw a 1.9 this week. Um, I well, did enjoy Bailey and Sasha defeating the Kabukis. That was and good I think everything with the women on Raw has been top-notch. Uh, Ruby Ryan and Belair and the mm-hmm. Iconics, Shayna Baszler, they've been top-notch. Everything yeah. with Big Show and Randy Orton and Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio have been trash. Um, yeah. it is now time for NXT POV, Mamma Mia. Um, for me... <laughs> The highest points, um, the highest point was uh, Damian Priest defeating Cameron Grimes. Gave that a three. Yeah. Damian Priest is a hell of a talent. He is. He is, he is. one of the best guys you have in that locker room, and I wish the best for him. Um, mm-hmm. The lowest point, that opening segment with Keith Lee and Dijakovic. Yes. Um, Keith Lee's salutations is fucking atrocious. It is. He sounds like the cowardly lion. It is so bad. It's bad. Uh, um, how come I didn't put this together in the past? Dijakovic is like Rob Gronkowski. I didn't yeah. know he was like a like a what's up bro kind of fucking guy. <laughs> Like a fucking Jersey Shore fucking fist pumping guy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was ignorance on my part because I I saw the name Dijakovic. So I just thought he was Eastern European. But the guy is from like Boston. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And also the match with Dijakovic was terrible. I gave that mm-hmm. a one. It, it, wow. Keith Lee and him the whole time fist pumping in slow motion. And yeah. the mat, you got two behemoths and then moving in slow motion. I don't get it. <laughs> Overall, the I gave NXT this week a 1.6. Wow. Um, it was really bad. Though, I do have to say, Robert Stone associating himself with Dane, Killian Dane, yeah. I like. I really? like that. Yeah. Really? I think, and you know, I, I heard something funny that Robert Stone is supposed to be Tony Khan. Oh, really? Yeah. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, think about it, too. Um, well, you know why they named The Big Show The Big Show, right? Why? You never knew why they called the Big Show the Big Show. No. Think about the letters in each each of the name, in each of the words. BS. What is it? TBS, Turner oh. Broadcasting System. <laughs> the, gotcha. That's why they named him that because it was wow. it was supposed to be a shot at at uh, Turner. It's TBS, oh, the bad. Big Show. Yeah, it's, right, show. right. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right, so NXT for me, I think it was it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't the worst show, in my opinion, but uh, uh, the lowest point, again, I agree with you. It was that Keith Lee promo. Oh, my goodness gracious. That was just terrible. And, again, Keith, I don't know who's telling Keith Lee to do that, number one, because he doesn't talk like that. No. He don't. He, he has a big vocabulary. Yeah. Like, there was that one moment where it was funny when he, when, uh, he called out Dijakovic. And, you know, Dijakovic was just like, when he challenged him, and then he was like, and he goes, shh, just say yes. I was waiting for him to put a finger in his right? That's what I was thinking. You know? What the fuck you doing? I was like, ew, what the fuck? Smell my finger. Like, what the fuck? Did he just shush him? Oh, my lord. Yeah, that was just terrible. Um, the highest point for me, it was Eo Survivors of King of Nogs. I really like this match. I gave it a three. Uh, some mentionables, I do got to give it Legado del Fantasma. Their promo, I gave it a two and a half. I just love that setting that they did. It was different. Yeah. It was different. It was more of a, almost like cartel-ish. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Damien Priest was the Cameron Grimes. Uh, this was a di- different Damien Priest, and I have that as my side note. And it looks like he's getting more comfortable in the ring. Every time we see him, which is good. Okay. Now I do got a, oh my God. And, and, and this is a little embarrassing. Um, did you hear about this match, Rick? What happened at the end? Who? You didn't hear about it? No. Okay. Uh, when Damien Priest was pinning Cameron Grimes, watch uh-huh. the video again. Uh, Cameron Grimes' hand was, I guess, in between uh, Keith Lee. And uh, he kind of like, as the ref was counting, uh, uh, Cameron Grimes' hand was caressing uh, Damien Priest's uh, nether regions. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, he gave him a couple taps in the nether regions. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch it again. You'll see. It's, it happened uh, right at the pen. I'll take your word for it. There's anything wrong with that. I no, mean. it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's what you choose to do, then that's what you choose to do. But um, so, but no. But there was a few people on the internet uh, not complaining about it, but they were like, "What the fuck is going on?" There? <laughs> 
Uh, overall, I gave NXT a 2.07 this week. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's time for AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaboom. Uh, fight for the what? Fight for the Fury? What is F- it called? Fest. Fight, fight for the Fallen? Fighter fight, Fest? Fight for the Fallen. Fighter Fest. Something like that, yeah. It's um, Fighter Fest. All right, Fighter Fest. Uh, for me, uh, AEW was that show that started off red hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought FTR defeating the Lucha Bros was amazing. I gave that a four. Second Jesus. Second in a row that the Lucha Bros get a four from me. I thought the storytelling in this match was epic. I loved that he ripped off his mask. Yeah, and that to get the pin. caused him to lose. Um, after the match is where it went downhill for me with Kenny Omega. <laughs> like... Too, involved in too many things. His hands in too many cookie jars yeah. for me with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, and you know what's weird? Because I heard a rumor, too, that uh, that uh, he's supposed to be pushing himself as the biggest star in AEW. He's not. No. <laughs> Let me just no. say that right now. Kenny Omega is not the biggest star no. in any wrestling business right now. He no. could be. But he has not pushed himself at all. Mm-hmm. He has, in Terrible. my opinion, has let himself go. He is not even the best person on his tag team. I'll say that right now. <laughs> wow. Who's the Marty in that face. group? Yeah. That'll be something <laughs> to look forward to. Um, and I would say a close second was Cody defeating Sonny Kiss. He mm. got a 3.5. Jesus. And the, the storytelling in this match, I told you, I'm a huge on storytelling. Yeah. You see... The slow transition of Cody mm-hmm. going into this angry heelish side right. where he's getting frustrated. He's putting the title on the line every single week. It's catching up with him. He's right. on the verge of losing. Sonny Kiss is somebody he thought he can just steamroll over. And I love the mm-hmm. way the commentators were showing that. Yeah, he can go right through Sonny Kiss. And Sonny Kiss kept coming back. And Sonny Kiss showed a different side. It wasn't just booty shaking. It was fucking fighting. And um, yeah. it was huge for me. Uh, Cody uh, taking off the turnbuckle pad and doing all these things. And Arn Anderson getting in his face like, you're better than that. And mm-hmm. it was just uh, great. It was great for me. Um, the rest of the show sucked. Um, <laughs> let me just say the lowest point was uh, the Nightmare Sisters defeating Paige and Jenkins. Uh, the Jericho promo. Terrible. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I gave it a one was because of Ortiz drowning in the orange juice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, um, my God. But I do have to say this. Vicky Guerrero, being Nyla Rose's manager, is the best thing to happen in that company in a long time. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people of don't like managers, it. Out of all the managers that they have in AEW, aside from Jake the Snake, Vicky Guerrero is the best manager they got. And Jake the Snake <laughs> is not as good as uh, live promos as Vicky Guerrero. That promo that she put out there was the cat's meow. Yes, I said meow because she's a cougar. That was the best. I'm telling you, she's going to elevate Nyla Rose because the way that Vicky Guerrero talks, she mentioned about cheating. She, she's going to make cheating cool. Oh. She's going to make all this. Yo. Vicky Guerrero, I know people are disappointed about it. Hands down, it's going to be the, the scary Sherry of AEW. 
Jesus. Wow. That's a bold statement, Rick. It is. You might I, get I'm some you, you might get after doing get, might get after, some haterade for that. After doing that manager special that we did, she checks off all the boxes, Vicky Guerrero. I've always respected Vicky wow. Guerrero. And when she came out and did that promo, she, the woman can talk. Okay? There's no more comparisons to Eddie Guerrero. She can talk. You know, she's always been able to do that thing. She's always knows how to get you annoyed and to hate her. It's very simple. Mm. All she has to do is say two words and you hate her. And that's excuse me. And um, (laughs) Vicky Guerrero is going to be the best manager that they have in AEW. Overall, I gave AEW a a 2.1. Wow, Jesus. Wow. Unreal. All right, for me, I'm going to give you my highest first before I do the low points. My highest I gave a three was a Brian Cage versus Moxley match. I did enjoy that match, even though I hated the outcome. Um, If they did a different outcome of this match, I probably would have given it higher. Uh, But I just hated the fact that fucking Taz, number one, he shouldn't have been commentating during the show. Stay in the, if you have a match that night, well, not a match, but if you're managing Brian Cage that night, then stay the fuck off the mic, dude. I don't want to hear you all episode. I don't. Yeah. I don't. And so that made no sense. Anyway, um, but I did give the match a three. I thought it was pretty decent. Another three I gave was the Jurassic Express versus the Elite. I, for some reason, I like I liked this match. <laughs> I don't know why, but I liked it. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Um, I just liked how the Elite did destroy... Not kind of destroy them, and still was, and and then that little twist at the end with with Omega, uh, you know, it was it was weird, yeah. you know, what happened, and uh, the Four Horsemen reference, uh, that might he might be part of it. I don't know, uh, especially the way you broke it down, it was interesting. All right, so that was the only ones that I highlighted as a three. Uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of point fives on this show. Jericho's promo was a .5. He was trying to, and the reason why I say that is because he was really trying to explain the ratings. That made you look more foolish than anything. It made you look stupid. It made you look dumb. It made you look stupid. It's like, dude, why do you need to feel the need to explain the rating? For what? You're trying to justify that your segment with Orange Cassidy was the lowest viewed segment between all four wrestling shows. And you're trying to, no, dude, it sucked. Acknowledge that it sucked and then move forward. Do something else. You shouldn't have been in the program with Orange Cassidy in the first place. But no, you was trying to elevate him and it just didn't work. Go on to something else. Because now, did you hear about this, Rick? And and this is why, I mean, I like Jericho. He's, he's a smart, marketable person. But now it's just getting carried away. They got t-shirts out now. About him, yeah. like they made a, demo like he made God. a reference. Yeah, demo god. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, are you fucking serious? Jesus, man. Oh my lord. Not everything's a damn T-shirt. <laughs> uh, the the other five I gave was I'm sorry, but uh, the Vicky Guerrero announcement. It Nyla Rose. You know, it's funny because people always say, oh, you know, and we read it. We read it that they pushing Roman down our throat, they're pushing Charlotte down our throat. What about Nyla Rose? She's hot garbage. She, she sucks as a promo. She sucks as a wrestler, I'm sorry to say. And it's got nothing to do with what she is. No. So don't even go there. Okay? She is... 
when I watch her matches, it is so sloppy, so sloppy. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. Okay. It really does not work. She cannot cut a promo to save her life. So no. that's probably one of the reasons no, why they brought in Vicky Guerrero. Okay. And one thing we said during the manager special about this is that us managers are out there to give people a chance that can't talk. Yeah. We'll talk for them. Also, I feel like Vicky will be a distraction to Nyla yeah. Rose's green yep. wrestling. You know, so that's her true. being outside that ring will give a chance for Nyla Rose to get better in the ring because mm. they can use cheating tactics to go around the stiffness yeah. and shit that she does. So that's the yeah. only that's one of the reasons why I like this pairing. Because mm-hmm. maybe with this Nyla Rose is like, all right, this is my buffer. This is yeah. what I'm able to do. Let me perfect the things that I know how to do before I go Step on to bigger game. things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But 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 the, here's the thing. The reason why I gave this a point five is because, and Rick, you know this, I'm a big fan of the element of surprise. Yeah. I was not surprised at this at all. When Vicky came out, I was like, oh, all right, well, it's Vicky. And the reason why I had this attitude is because they've shown Vicky how many other times in the past. If they If they never showed Vicky, you know what? I probably would have gave this a little bit of a bigger rating. I don't know. But I was just not surprised at all. There was no surprise factor there. I was really hoping for somebody else that we have not seen in AEW. But no. It's just it's the simple. Be we seen, sunny, but she got arrested. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but the, here's the deal. We've never seen we've seen Vicky in the stands, in the audience. She came out a couple times for what? For some nonsense. And then now this is supposed to be a big surprise. This is supposed to be a big reveal. Sorry, wasn't. It wasn't. So don't even go there. Uh, the Nightmare Sisters. I didn't even know. Like, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I know. I know. Whatever. I, I haven't seen AEW Dark. Don't care to see it, to be honest. But they're, they made it. Uh, for me, as a casual uh, viewer of AEW, because I watch AEW every night, obviously, because we have the show. But I don't watch AEW Dark. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. But then they were relaying the message of the Nightmare Sisters. This is what's been going on in AEW Dark. Well, how come y'all never showed like a little clip of it? So that way people can be like, all right, what the hell's going on with this? Because ain't nothing good to show. Cause, exactly. Because ain't nothing good to show. Don't know, there's no rhyme or reasons why Brandy and Allie or uh, whatever the fuck her name is. Bunny. Bunny. Um, are aligning themselves together during the match or not getting along and all this. It's like Dusty, uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes is involved with them for some odd reason and kissing Brandy on her bicep. To, uh, oh my God. I gave it a one because I felt sorry for the other girls. And the other girls were from NXT. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were, they were NXT girls. Um, uh, it was, oh my God. Now, and again, uh, I feel bad because the Brian Cage versus Moxley match, I gave it a three. Jurassic Park versus the Elite, I gave it a three. But unfortunately, with those point fives and I had a couple point of, of ones, overall, AD, AEW became a 1.64. Wow. Yes. All right. So, uh, this week we have NXT going ahead 
against AEW in the Wednesday Night Delights. Mm-hmm. NXT is currently ahead 25 to AEW's 12. Wow. The fellas over at Wrestling POV Global, TJ Logan and Elliot Canella, both voted in favor of NXT. Tony, I'm going to make it a little bit hard for you. Wow. I feel like I know where you're going to go with this one. Um, <laughs> I went with AEW this week. Um, where are you going? I'm, I'm going with NXT. I'm sorry. I am. I am because the simple fact, like I said, I think what really hurt AEW this week was the point five Jericho's pro, and and that threw me off. Not throw me off, but it, it changed my mood when Jericho was trying to explain the demographics. Yeah, dude, don't. No, I that, agree with you. There, that's no reason to do that at all. For me, AEW started off red hot, and once that promo happened, it went downhill <sighs> fast. It, it was the that. soggy bread. Yeah. They had all um, the meats and stuff like that in the beginning, but it had that soggy-ass bread. Bread at the end. Yeah, it was bad. That ruined the sandwich. Right. It's now time for the SmackDown <laughs> breakdown. Um, let me just tell you this about SmackDown. The opening, I really dug it. It felt like old-school wrestling where they talked about A little what's bit, yeah. happening on the episode and everything. But after that, shit. Um, the highest point for me... <laughs> And it's weird. Uh, Lacey Evans defeating Naomi. I gave that a 2.5. Um, Jesus Christ. I just, I, yeah. I've been giving a lot of high grades <laughs> lately. Um, I On thought it was crazy a little matches. With, with tying her <laughs> hair up and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. People are going crazy on the internet um, talking about Naomi deserves better. It's like a hashtag <laughs> going around. Naomi deserves really? better. Um what has Naomi done? I mean, no. she is athletic. Her in-ring ability is not to par with the other Her, women. I tell you this much: she she's not good at promos. She's not good at promos. Not at um, all. She is. She's good at reinventing herself. I'll give her that. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. whole no, thing I agree. was amazing. Um, but I will tell you this. Um. She does not belong in a picture with Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte. Not yet. And Asuka and Kyrie and Ember Moon and oh, Jesus Bianca Belair <laughs> and, and all of these other women. I see her put her back in NXT because honestly, mm. her bubble is about to get popped because Vince unfortunately. <laughs> so you're talking more. about her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Vince obviously sees more in Lacey Evans than he does in, in uh, Naomi. And right. that, I agree, is not fair. Because Lacey Evans is nowhere near as good as uh, Naomi, in my opinion. Wow. And, uh, okay. But um, the lowest points for me on SmackDown. Uh, Moment of Bliss, terrible. Gave that a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, gave that a one. Braun defeating Morrison, gave that a one. Braun Strowman is the worst thing to happen to SmackDown. Um, John Morrison and The Miz, hilarious. I and and more so Morrison than The Miz. Morrison, yeah. the way he talks and the way he snaps his head, yeah. it's just it's gold. I love it. Um, and I know a person who's like that too. It's funny as hell yeah. trying to talk because he um, really does that. He's not acting like it. Um. <laughs> uh, Cesaro Nakamura backstage, terrible. Corbin backstage, terrible. Jeff Hardy backstage, terrible. 
Um, overall, I gave SmackDown a 1.6 this week. Wow. Wow, you you just made me look generous. Um, the best thing that happened on SmackDown, honestly, was the Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles. I gave that a three. Um, everything else, it was below a two. I'm sorry. Strowman versus Morrison, I gave it a one. But for me, it was like, way to job out Morrison. He had no offense at all. At all. You know? But I do have to say this. This was probably one of the best promos Braun has ever done. Yeah. Has ever done, yeah, yeah, because it looked like he was he w- wasn't following a script. Because seriously, look at this promo that he did compared to the other ones. You'd be like, yeah, that's not scripted. That's not he, he's really saying this, you know, he's making this shit up, which I applaud if it's true. Um, because, but I can always Tony, tell between a scripted and a non-scripted. You know, that was scripted. I'm yeah, sorry, but there was the he, he added it, shit to it. There was, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did add shit to it. But there was one line that he repeated twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he said well, the whole but, line through, and then he forgot what the next line was. So yeah. he had to say it again to get him back on track. Yeah, but but see, he got overhyped. He overhyped himself. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, but at the same time, it, he was trying to be different, and, and I think he, it yeah. worked out the best for him the way he did this promo. So I, I tipped my hat off to him. But before I give the rest of the shit... I, I I have to put something in the book, Rick. Oh man! <laughs> and that's bronze headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he's letting the sides grow out, and yeah. it's like he's losing the back of the long hair, and uh, it's like, all right, all right, what's going on there? What's happening there? What is going on? You so know what bronze. It's looking like? It's looking like Undertaker when he did the American Badass short Yeah, hair. a little bit. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's funny. But, uh, yeah. Bronze headpiece is going in the book this week. All right. Bronze headpiece. You just made the book. Okay. So, now, um, I just got to add, too. Lacey, is this a heel turn for her? Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. last but, week was out there. Mm-hmm. And this week is just adding to it yeah i i think she was better off as a heel anyways yeah uh a couple other low points i had um it was that match honestly was Lacey evans versus naomi uh, okay you won now what what happens <laughs> what happens after that where did she go from here uh a moment of bliss i thought it was awful i gave it a one overall i gave smackdown a 1.83 this week wow all mm-hmm. right it's now time for raw versus smackdown versus nxt Currently, Raw and NXT are tied with six to SmackDown's one. Uh, this week, Tony, I gotta go with Monday Night Raw. Uh, SmackDown was trash. NXT, I I don't even think NXT was better than AEW this week. So, oh I'm, wow, I'm going with uh, Monday Night Raw. Like I said, the women's segments alone were better than anything that any other show had. And um, Angel Garza and Andrade defeating the Viking Raiders was also good. Um, so overall, even though there were some bad, really bad moments on Monday Night Raw, there were better moments around it that made it good. So like you had a good mm-hmm. segment, bad segment, good, bad. So it was just counteractive. Every time there's a bad segment, a good one followed up on it. So that's, that's okay. my take on it. I'm going with Monday Night Raw this week. All right. Well, we're in a bit of a, a predicament, right? Because going off of my notes, I got NXT ahead of Raw. Now, SmackDown was atrocious, so that was last. Yes. But yeah. it wasn't too far behind from Raw. Mm-hmm. 
So I do have NXT winning. So tell me something that will make me change my mind. Because right right now I'm leaning towards NXT. And and I'm looking at NXT and I'm trying to find something in NXT that made it worthy uh, of anything. Um, We had Indy Hartwell defeat Shotzi Blackheart because of Robert Stone. Right. Um... Keith Lee versus Dijakovic was just so bad yeah, for me that, that I can't... Yeah, I can't um, defend that. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. I had a, I had more threes than anything on NXT. NXT had one three, which was Priest defeating Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox. I gave it a two. And I gave it a two because Tegan Knox doesn't belong there. I just don't right. see her as like somebody competitive to fight Io Shirai. So right. like, that was predictable to me. Um, I didn't know if Bailey and Sasha was gonna walk out as tag champs against the Kabuki Warriors. Mm, yeah, so, that's true. Um, and uh, I do have to say, uh, Bianca Belair returning with Ruby Riot was good. The Iconics were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Shayna uh, returning. Shayna returning, I thought it was good. I even thought the opening segment of the VIP lounge with Drew and Dolph was good. I thought it was a good promo from Drew McIntyre uh, mm. coming back with a psych- Scottish psychopath. Um, but I will follow you wherever you go. So if you decide you you want to stick with NXT, we'll give it to NXT this week. But uh, for me, I, I just NXT had but a what, great opening, but the rest of it just didn't stand out to me. Right. But but what's odd is that um, both for Raw and and NXT, only one three I gave on each show, and the re- it's almost identical. Except for Raw, I think what killed Raw was the fact that it was the Seth promo. Yep. And, um, damn. Hmm. Oh, and the R2 versus Randy Orton. Yeah, that was bad. That's the only ones no. that, that really hurt Raw, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, hmm. This is a little bit hard for me, Rick, this week. You just made it difficult. But you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you only because I'll go with Raw. Only because the returning Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler coming back, and the one line from Tazawa saying, I'm out. I thought that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, but you know what? No, I will go with Raw. You know why? Because I thought it was a better go-home show than these. Even though NXT didn't have a go-home show, but I thought it was, this was a better outline for the go-home show. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, no, I I, I'll, I'll agree with you this week. Alright, so Raw is going to go ahead 7 to NXT 6 to SmackDown's 1. Wow, mm. me convincing Tony that Monday Night Raw was better. Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Only right. in America. Only in um, America. It is now time for our non-pay-per-view points game predictions on the oh. horror show that is... Extreme rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still waiting on the one stipulation for the um, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph. Dolph. Um, so, but luckily, this is uh, this is this doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. <clears throat> all right. So, all right. First match, we got Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Rick, who do you got? Now, now I heard Sheamus say on SmackDown, "I'll see you next week." Yeah, I, I heard even, that too. I don't even know if this match is happening on Extreme Rules. It really? might be happening on SmackDown. Yeah. Or maybe he fucked but, it up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he but fucked up the line. With that being said, though, uh, Sheamus is winning. Really? You think Sheamus? I'm, yeah. I'm going with Jeff. I think Jeff Hardy's going to win it. I'm hoping that they do 
that that they do away with this because honestly, I'm just like irritated with it. Uh, all right, next smack for the SmackDown Championship: New Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro in a tables match. Now, here's the deal. Before we go on, and I forgot to mention this too, I knew all week uh, spoilers were out there that this was gonna be a tables match. We and then yet three weeks ago when yeah. Cesaro pulled out a table. Yeah, and but not only that, it was, you know, uh, Sh- Shinsuke was sitting there like, oh, I like the idea of the cage and da da da. He was like, no, uh, table. I was like, oh my god, y'all just. Anyhow, that's why I said that that was trash promo. Yeah, but what's for me? I want Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro to win this, but. When uh, Cesaro pinned Biggie, I know I know they're not. So, yeah. um, but I'm I'm a it's non points anyway. I'm going with Nakamura and Cesaro to win new champions. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to be going. I'm picking with my heart on these picks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going with Cesaro and Nakamura. Hopefully, they win. Yeah. All right. Up next, the United States Championship. Apollo Cruz versus MVP. I mean, for me, it's, this is a no brainer. I'm going with Apollo. Apollo, hands down. Yeah. Uh, eye for an eye. Oh, yo. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. You know, I didn't think about it until you said it. I think Seth is going to lose his eye. I think <laughs> That'll be interesting. That's what's going to happen, and he's going to leave for a while. Yeah. And return. It's a good, yeah, so, that's true. So, so I think yeah, Seth I, is losing his eye. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll same thing. I'll go with Ray for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I think Bailey's retaining. I swear to God, if they let Bailey lose this title to Nikki Cross, I'm gonna be upset. I know you will. She doesn't I, deserve that. No. For the Raw Women's Championship, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. I'm, you think I'm Sasha telling you, I'm picking with my heart. I'm going with Sasha Banks on this wow. one. Wow. I think Oscar's yeah. gonna retain. She's got to retain it. Uh, for the WWE Championship, Drew versus Dolph. Drew, hands down. Yeah, Drew's There's winning. no way Dolph is winning. In the Swamp Fight, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Does Bray get it? Come uh, Returns as the Fiend or what? No, Bray loses. And uh, the following week, I think Otis tries to cash in. Mm. Or, or maybe Braun. Otis might cash in that night. That's true. I, I honestly, I think Braun beats Bray Wyatt. And then the following SmackDown, The Fiend attacks Braun, and Otis cashes in. Mm, that could happen. Or it could happen that night. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But, yeah, I agree with you. So, all right. So, that's our rundown real quick of the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Hey, please have your attention. The store will be closing in five minutes. Well, that's all we need. <laughs> all right. Let's go over to the book. Uh, all right, those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in a week of wrestling, and we just make fun of it, we get a good laugh, and then we go on with our lives. All right, are you ready? Yes, sir. Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Go fuck him. <laughs> Kofi's Goldilocks. Stays. Garza's cousin Speedos. Stays. Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. We haven't seen her in a while, but I still want to keep it in yeah. there. <laughs> Coronavirus. Oh, my God, it stays. Fidel Cody. <laughs> I think we can take that out. Yeah, take it out. Okay. We'll take it out. All right. uh, Jeff Hardy's one-gallon dehydrated piss jar. Stays. Yeah, especially finding out who's behind it all. MVP's older brother's suit. Stays. That stays. Dolph something about Mary's high tail. We can take it out. No, no, it stays because he had it on in the ponytail. Bronze nipple piercing. 
Let me take that out. Yeah, take it out. What if I'm he sure shows? He's gonna the... take it. I'm sure, oh well, well, let's wait because he's definitely gonna yeah. have a shirt off. That's true too. Uh, the TNT title stays garbage. Michael Cole's foot fetish. Yo, they, they don't stop talking about this guy's feet. I know. It's ridiculous. Man. Jericho and Khan demo. Oh, that yeah, stays. It stays. Ruby Riot's green weave. That stays. <laughs> and the new entrant into the book, bronze headpiece. <laughs> that stays. No, what you're doing, bronze? All right, that's it for the different. show. Oh, bruh, that was bad. All right, so that's it for the show. Stay tuned next week as we'll bring in more content for you guys and obviously the review of Extreme Rules pay-per-view non-points game. And uh, before we close the show, I will play a song from my playlist of a billion songs and uh, just try to beat the POV crew. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So with that and being said, week, um, I just want to make an announcement. Next week, we're going to be joined by uh, Elio Canella. Elio. Nice. Next week, as uh, TJ's taking a vacation, um, I think he's on a couple's retreat with Miguel because Miguel <laughs> is not here. <laughs> Um, it's weird it's like whenever my throat hurts Miguel is never around to help me that's weird and it's just so fucking weird so I think him and TJ uh, went on like a couples retreat because we're getting Elio next week Miguel's not scheduled to be here so Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah odd odd but uh, yeah, he's he's gonna help us go over AEW, and he's gonna give his thoughts and opinions, just like how they do on their uh, global show. So yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And again, if you guys have any comments or questions, throw it on our Facebook page, and we'll make sure we'll talk about it next week. Uh, with that being said, I am your host Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel, Rick Sorrell and that's pretty much it. So <laughs> <laughs> love, peace, and wrestling. We will see y'all next week. Peace out. Are uh, you ready? Let's do it. Who in tarnation? That is very slow. Very slow. I might have to. Let me skip. Is that Flash Funk? What'd you say? Flash Funk? No, it was Bret Hart. You start, oh, uh, you start the fire. Yeah, that was awful. Oh, I, I got to play something. That was a choice. That was garbage. Yeah. Triple H. Speaking of, <laughs> we don't know the rights. Where's Tamina when you need her? <laughs>